Hello and welcome to episode number three of Fabulous and Female with Karina Kalugaru. I'm Helen Corsi Cadmore, an award-winning business mindset and fertility coach and a mum to twin girls. And I'm Jane Mack, a visibility coach, best-selling author and mum of two boys. And our podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females about growing your business to create financial freedom, having a better balanced life and avoiding burnout. If you enjoy this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Hello and welcome to this episode of Fabulous and Female. Today we have a lovely special guest. We have the lovely Karina Kalugaru. I hope I said that right, Karina. Uh, Karina is with us today and Karina is a co-founder of a brand strategy agency called The Orange Notebook. And her career has spanned over the last 10 years in corporate roles and freelancing. Uh, And she has her degrees in marketing, advertising, PR, and she's even added an MBA on to the top of that. So welcome, Karina. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I would love to know, tell us a bit more about your background and what has inspired you to get to where you are now. Thank you so much, Jane and Helen. I'm so grateful and excited to be on this program with you. And yeah, it's such an exciting project. So thank you for inviting me. Right, to get to your question, (laughs) uh, what inspired me to, to do what I do? I trained a lot in the area of marketing. I studied a lot. I gained a lot of expertise. And I was in the corporate world for a while, and I felt like I was being limited. I didn't agree to how things were being done in the organizations where I've worked. And I just wanted to do things my own way. So I think that was one motivator for me to start the business. And then it was the freedom, the flexibility and freedom that I knew I could have if I had my own business. And then Mm -hmm. I am in the business with my two other partners. And they happen to be my best friends as well. So it's a shared experience, which is very, very nice. (laughs) Lovely, lovely. I know when we spoke a few weeks ago, Mm. you mentioned to me about how years ago when you came over to UK, am I right, was it from Romania? Yes. Yes. How you felt you had to try and fit in and then you realised actually you need to be you. but, But now you've brought that into how you work with your clients. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Because it's really interesting. Yeah, I think the business gave me an opportunity to build a new identity. So I came to England 13 years ago in 2009 uh, to study. And I always felt the outsider. I speak Mm. differently. I do things differently. I think differently. My approach is different. And I tried really hard to fit in. And I was always the outsider, of course. So with the business, I realized that it's better to embrace your identity Mm. rather than try to hide or pretend to be somebody that you're not. I remember I was trying to speak more like, you know, English people speak. (laughs) And I can't, of course. Go on, what what do English people speak like? (laughs) Posh and whatnot, (laughs) proper. And no, that's that's not my style. I speak in a different way. Mm. And I think with the business, I allowed that to be a strength, not a weakness. Mm. Because in the past, I thought that was my weakness. Mm. I remember I had jobs in uh, at university. I had one job as a telemarketer, so I had to call other people to sell mm. different stuff. Yeah. And I was so embarrassed and so afraid of speaking over the phone. I thought they couldn't understand me. I thought they would move my accent. Something that has happened <laughs> in the last 13 years. 
But now I don't feel like that. And I think yeah. the business gave me that opportunity to, in a way, to reinvent myself and accept my identity. Yeah. I'm a foreigner. I'm yeah. different. And I think that's beautiful. Absolutely. I love that story. <laughs> it's really, really interesting. And I think a lot of people will resonate with that because they might not be from a different culture or, you know, a different country, but ultimately everyone is different and that's what makes us unique, isn't it? And it's about shouting out about you and how amazing you are and what you can bring from your point of view. So yeah, really, really interesting story. And I love that. In regards to sort of challenges in your business, in your early days, can you share some of those, not in, not in so much about your the way you speak or your background, but what were some of the main challenges that you came up against in the early stages of your business? Okay, yeah. As a new entrepreneur, I struggled a lot with mindset. And I think it was more the transition from the employee mindset yeah. to now I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> it's a completely different game. And yeah. I struggled with that. I struggled with perfectionism, imposter syndrome. I was really afraid that people would not buy, would not pay mm. for what I have to offer. Yeah. Uh, and it was a, a big boost of confidence when we gained the first clients and we were able to pay salaries. I was amazed <laughs> that, oh, I can do this. <laughs> so I think the mindset, yeah, was uh, the biggest struggle. And then, of course, we were looking around at what others were doing and seeing successful entrepreneurs out there and we wanted the same. So we were trying to not necessarily copy them, but mm -hmm. doing like taking the idea and doing it our own way. Inspirations. Isn't it? Inspiration. Yeah. 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 Because we, we thought, well, if it's working for them, it should work for us as well. But we yeah. were disregarding the fact that they were at a different stage in their entrepreneurial journey. Mm -hmm that we mm -hmm. weren't ready for certain actions. So back yeah. then we would start projects and then after a while we would just leave them because it wasn't the right moment. So mm -hmm. I think we wasted a lot of time with that kind of uh, struggle. Yeah, so it's like shiny object syndrome. You oh call it God, in, don't in we marketing. all love that? Oh, yeah, shiny that's... object syndrome. Who yeah, doesn't yeah. love that? Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another struggle was obviously related to money mindset and that affected, you know, the pricing. But that was an interesting mm. one because, again, I'm in business with two other people. Yeah. So I can't have the final decision because I am responsible and accountable to them. Mm. So there Ooh, were moments. So that's a bit of a challenge then. That's also a bit of a challenge, yeah. but I take yeah. it more as a, as a good thing because whenever I'm struggling whenever I have doubt I have two other people to consider yeah. and I have yeah. two other people to go to and mm. share my burden my problem and ask for help and advice or ask for you know you tell me what you want to do and I'll go with the flow because I trust you mm. and I think okay. I think that's that's a, a really special thing there were moments for example when we were having to price some of our tailored solutions and I would come up with a price that was too low. And they were like, no, okay. for the level of work and the value we are providing, we need to charge mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. Now, that would panic me big time. <laughs> that would scare me. And because of my limiting beliefs and money mindset, and I would go, no, 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 mm, we shouldn't. Yeah. But they would yeah. fight back. No, we should. 
And then eventually I would go with what they were saying. And in the end, yeah, the client paid for it. All good. Yeah. It's a situation. <laughs> and it, it's good to have that support and that sort of, you know, sounding board, isn't it? To yeah. have those conversations to really push you forward. And obviously, you know, those opportunities turned into good financial return, I guess. So uh, you want to say yeah. thank you for your, for your co-founders for that as well. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't do this without them. Couldn't yeah. do it without oh, them. Okay. I'm sure you could because, you know, you're amazing at what you do, but it's good to have that support <laughs> network around you, isn't it? It's yeah. good. I think for us, it's even more than that because we yeah. were best friends first. And for us, it's always friendship first, business second. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. And that's it's, very brave to actually go into business with mm. friends because sometimes people never mix friendship and business. No. So I think yeah. for the three of you to go in, you're obviously very confident in yourselves as a friendship together that it's going to work which is fantastic and I know you'd said previously Karina you'd said to me that you've had to make lots of changes through the business with different structuring and stuff because you knew you all had different skills different strengths can you tell us a bit about how you've changed things to make it all a bit better yes so we are very different as individuals we have (laughs) very different skills or in the area of marketing which is a great thing because we can offer complementary, we have complementary skills, we can offer a lot of services. I work with two creatives. I'm the strategic one, they are the creative okay. brains. <laughs> and that's interesting. That's it's a good dynamic. Sometimes mm. it's helping the business a lot. Sometimes we have clashes, obviously. <laughs> but I think the fact that we are best friends helps a lot because we know how to handle each other mm. and we know what triggers. Uh, us individually so we know how to communicate in a way that is uh, gentle reassuring and I think at the end of the day reminding ourselves that we are in this together we are going towards Mm. the same goal and we are friends first has helped a lot now in terms of the business uh, yeah we had to adjust a lot we had to adjust the way we're working in terms of my pace my rhythm it's different from their rhythm Because I'm the strategic one, I always think in the future, whereas they are thinking more in the present because they are the one producing work as the creative side of the business. So sometimes I come with an idea, with a project that can happen in three months' time, and they are living in the moment, in the present. And they're like, not now, not now. (laughs) So (laughs) They want things done now, being the creators. Yeah, I get that. Exactly. So we had to adjust and understand each other and the way we work. In terms of the structure of the business, yeah, we had to to adjust a few times our offering. That wasn't necessarily because of us working in different ways individually. It was more Mm -hmm. because we wanted to be in control of our offers. Initially, we weren't. We were giving services in the format of whatever the client needs, whatever the client wants in this area of marketing. We had some strategy and coaching sessions that, again, were tailored based on the client needs. We found that it wasn't the best approach for us. We we weren't in control. Mm. So we started putting a theme behind everything. So brand identity, for example. We worked on the format. It's going to be 90 minutes or it's going to be a package of three sessions. Again, to be in control, to be in control of our time, to be in control of, you know, how much we deliver, to be in control of our energy, because it's very, very easy to 
give a lot at your own expense. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you end up thinking, oh, I should have charged a lot more for that. This project <laughs> is taking me a lot more time than I envisioned initially. Mm. So, yeah, we we had to to adjust a few times our offer suite, and it's it's coming together really nicely at the moment. So we are very pleased. Good, good, and it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because people often think in business or your life you know you have to stick to something to make it work and actually as you evolve and as your business evolves that's okay to change because you you know if you just stuck in this doing the same thing day in day out you know and not actually thinking of you as business owners or of your potential clients it would be really bloody boring wasn't it <laughs> you know absolutely. just doing the same thing absolutely um, yeah. Would you do anything differently? So going back to, you know, when you started your business now, would you look back and think, oh, I wish I'd done that differently? Yeah, definitely. And to relate to, to your previous comment, mm. you learn a lot every single day. My sister once said to me that I've grown an extra head of knowledge since I started the business. <laughs> it's like I have two heads. I learn a lot. You learn a lot and you evolve every single day. Every challenge is a lesson in the end. Mm, if you yeah. can look at it from that perspective, you're sorted. You're fine. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot your question. Sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. Don't worry. I was just thinking, you know, looking back now, would you do anything differently? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would do a few things differently. I would focus more on money-making activities. Okay. I think yeah. at the beginning, we wasted a lot of time being busy for the sake of being busy. Yeah, <laughs> and I busy think, tools, um, isn't it, that saying? Mm, yeah, I think we weren't necessarily clear on the sales process. What do we need in order to convert a client? We mm. know that in our business and for our business model, we need to have a call with the person before they sign the contract because okay. we, are, we are very strict about the clients we are working with. One of our values is we don't take projects just for the money. So we need to be sure that we are 100% invested in the project and passionate about it. And that's for us, but also that's for the client. Because if I Mm. don't believe in the project and we don't have good chemistry, I'm not going to give you 100% of my energy. So you're paying for what, 70%? It's not fair. Yeah. So we had to say no to a few people based mm. on that. So we had initially, I think we wasted a lot of time not clarifying what we need in order to get the client. So we need a call. We need to assess. That discovery call is a two-way conversation. I'm also assessing if I want to work with you, if I yeah. want this project, if I am passionate about what you do. And if I'm not, it's going to be a no, sadly. <laughs> But there will be somebody else who's better, who's a better fit. So once we understood that, we knew that the target was, well, we need to book calls. We need to Mm. have these conversations with people. People will not come to our website and just book our services through the website. It's it's not happening like that. And I think for a long period of time, I believed that that was the way. Yeah. And I think, That's because in the corporate world, I worked for organizations with that business model, that approach to sales and conversion. 
I work, for example, for an e-commerce business. People would buy from mm. their website. Yeah, completely different, isn't it? You yeah, know, it's e-com is the first thing you do is go to the website. Yeah, and it's a, it's then adapting the difference to different industries. Exactly. Yeah. So I didn't focus on booking calls initially. I focused on marketing the way I knew. So content. Yeah. Social media, that's the background I have. That's what I'm supposed to do. And yes, there is an element of that, quite a a big one in the business, in the running of the business. But it's not always the the money-making activity, at least not for us. So we need to connect with people and, and talk to people. And that's how they get to know us and what we do. And they ask for, send me your prices, send me a proposal. That's how we move forward into the conversion process. Yeah, it's really common for startups to go in the sort of really busy doing stuff that's not actually money making because you feel as if you have got to carry all your ducks in a row. You've got to get this sorted and that and you've got to know how to do this and you've got to know how to do that. And you spend your time on courses because, God, my God, I have done so many masterclasses and this and that and downloads and PDFs and you get everything and you spend your life going through all this stuff. but You're not actually making any money. You're not actually no. doing anything to generate any leads because you feel as if you gather all this knowledge and information first. But actually, if you just start doing it, yeah. then you learn as you go, as you've done, you know, you learn, you realise we can't do it this way, we need to do it that way. But yeah, you're right. I think it's, it's very common for people to just feel as if they have to get all this knowledge first yeah. before they just go out and do it. You know? Yeah, it really absolutely. There was a saying that I used to use in one of my previous businesses and it was spend time doing the right things, not just anything. Because that's yeah. what happens, you know. You just go off on a tangent, but actually if you focus on the right things, and in this case, it's actually making money, which is all what we all need to do, then, you know, you achieve so much more. Yeah, I, I was doing exactly that. I was doing anything. I was being yeah. busy because I think it's that hustle mentality that you have at the beginning. Oh, I have mm. a business. It's mine. I need to work really yeah. hard. I remember I used to believe that I don't deserve my weekends until I make 10K each month. So mm. I would work really hard. Now, was I being productive? Not all the time. You can't be productive every single day of the week. No. no. But oh God, no. I didn't allow myself to not work. Because in my head, well, no, you need to work hard. You need to make money. You don't have a salary guaranteed every single month. So you need to work for your money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. do you think that's because you come from a, a sort of more corporate background or the, the more corporate headspace? So you feel like you always have to be working, you know, every hour of the day? Yes and no. I think it's that. And I also think it's part of the the culture as well. I come Mm. from Romania, a communist country. Well, it had the communism regime a while ago. And I think there are still consequences of that in terms of mentality. Uh, And I recognize that in myself sometimes. You know, Mm. the the scarcity money mindset is there or was there. Sometimes it, it still is, I have to say. Yeah. But, you know, you're working on it. I'm working on it and I'm trying to, to change things. So interesting. Would, Just touching there about the Romania and the communists. So I, I currently coach a gentleman that's from Romania and he said something very, very similar to me only last oh, two weeks ago. And it's yeah. something that I wasn't you know, really aware of. Why would I? I'm from Wales. You know, I'm Welsh. It's something that wasn't in my mind. But now you've said it as well. It, it's, oh, it's a really interesting 
point and yeah. subject and I'm sure we could talk about that for a lot it's, longer it's and... part of my identity at the end yeah. of the day yeah. it is part That's of it. my identity and yeah. I think the good thing about this is you know that I think we have that surviving drive the survival instinct mm. if you want so we work really hard we push through sometimes at our yeah. expense but we are really hard working people so and with ambition and drive and I don't think we we back down in front of like an obstacle we go we push through no it's happening it's happening no matter what it's going to happen and i think that that comes from that mentality as well because we didn't have it easy we didn't have it easy we always had to work really hard that plus me building a business in a foreign country okay Mm. i've been here for 13 years it is Mm. home for me at the moment and i hope it will be for a long period of time (laughs) yeah but it's now my country so mm. building something in a different country, again, I felt like I had to put extra effort mm. into this, extra work. I always mm. felt like I, I started with a disadvantage. Again, it could be a limiting belief of mine, but that mm. drove me to work harder, push more, mm. be more ambitious and driven. Just out so. of interest, Karina, your business partners, are they Romanian? Yes, we are all oh, Romanians. Okay. Yeah. All Romanian, yeah. I wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Two of us. They're not, not all in the UK, are they? No, two of us here in the UK and one in Sweden. Sweden. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. And that's the thing, you can work anywhere in the world, can't you? I love it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. And oh, that also gives us a very unique perspective of things. You know, we mm. we take different elements from different cultures. We also like to travel a lot and we are all interested in, in culture and languages. So we take different lessons from our travel experience. Says, or, you know, Beatrice being in Sweden, she can give us a perspective on how they are doing things in Sweden. Yeah, so yeah. we use that wherever we can in our sessions and in our work. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. So obviously, you've been really busy, you've done lots of work in the business restructuring, and obviously having to have that constant communication, you're not all in the same place. But yeah, you know, you mentioned earlier on that you, you felt you had to work weekends and because you had to make more effort. Do you still feel that's the case? Or do you actually take time out for you now? No, no, it's not the same anymore. I'm a lot more structured now with my free time and personal life. I don't work at the weekends unless I want to. So it's always a choice. And it it happened a few weeks ago. I was in the mood for filming. So I started filming on a Saturday. I felt pretty. I was looking pretty. I started filming. (laughs) (laughs) But um, no, I'm, I'm more structured. So I have my routine every day. I go out every day for a walk do my 10k steps religiously it's helping with my mental health and well-being mm. a lot i do workouts a couple of times a week almost every week <laughs> and uh, yeah trying to to stay as balanced as, as possible i do therapy every every other week so i have a therapy session to have that space for like offloading anything that okay. i'm keeping inside any tension and that's mm. helping a lot. So I'm taking care of myself a lot more than, than in the past, definitely. Good. Good. Really oh, and what about your, your, your co-founders, your partners? Are they able to do that too? Are you an inspiration to each other for that? 
yeah, yeah. One of them does uh, is in therapy as well. So she she also has therapy a couple of times a, a month, and she doesn't go out every day. Although I keep telling her you should. <laughs> but, um, get outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, we all try to go to the gym or work out at home and try to, to take care of ourselves as much as we can. Great. It's needed. It <laughs> yeah, is. It's yeah. It's one of the, the things that Jane and I both sort of coach on and you know talk about so much is it's getting outdoors and, and doing the things that you enjoy, you know, you're on your joy list. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so... What sort of direction then, Karina, and you and your your friends, friends, business partners, where are you heading with your business? Yeah, it's an exciting time for us. The focus is to diversify our offer suite. So again, mm-hmm. it's a restructure if you want. Yeah. But I, I like to look at it as an evolution rather than a restructure. Yeah. At the mm-hmm. moment, we have some one-to-one offers that were very carefully designed and we are very happy that, you know, People found it interesting and good and they joined our programs, which was great. We are extremely busy and we've been extremely busy for the last couple of months, which we did not expect because in the summer you expect people to be on holiday. Mm. No, it, it didn't happen for that's us. Yeah, that's fantastic. How <laughs> done you so, guys? Yeah, thank you. But it actually raised some question marks about how we're doing things and again it goes back to you know preserving your energy and delivering more with less resources so that you can can do other things running the business Mm -hmm. doesn't stop when you're delivering to your clients so you have to have energy for everything Mm -hmm. so at the moment we are looking at diversifying our offer suite we've developed a, a group offer that we're keen to push for september october time so fingers crossed that that will go well and we are being extremely selective with the clients that we are working with now more than ever now more than ever because mm. yeah we we don't have the time to to do yeah, it i think no. time is becoming a bit of a problem for us which is why we're thinking of getting external help as well we didn't expect this we we thought we could handle everything but we are only humans so we can't yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, it's, it's the direction is diversifying the offer suite to do more, to have a greater impact and to make more mm-hmm. money at the end of the day. <laughs> Fantastic. All sounds Fantastic. good. All sounds... It's great to know where you want to go and mm. your plans ahead and that. What would you say, Karina, to anybody starting out in a business? What would be your one top tip for them? Oh, I have many. I have more than one top tip. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you a few of them. One, work on your brand identity. And I don't mean, you know, going deep into how your logo looks and your colors. No, I talk about really understanding who you are and what you represent, what drives you, what motivates you, why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Who do you want to serve? Who do you want to work with? Not everyone is your client. And then what do you have to offer with your expertise? And in what kind of format? What's the best approach for you? All of this is brand identity, brand strategy. Without it, you won't be able to sell with confidence. And I've seen this with my clients. If you're not extremely clear about all of this, Mm. you don't feel confident. And when we talked, Jane, I don't know if I mentioned this analogy with the perfect dress. I always say it. Your brand identity is like the perfect dress that you put on. 
and you feel comfortable and confident and you want to show off. Look at me, look at me. I, I feel great yeah, and I yeah. look great. Love when it. that dress yeah. is too tight or too loose, you don't feel comfortable, you don't feel confident, you feel self-conscious, you want to hide, you don't want people to look at you. So you need to work on your brand identity to have that perfect dress so that you can wear mm -hmm. your brand with confidence and to be able to sell to your ideal clients. So that's my number one tip. Work on your brand yeah, identity. Right. Two, money-making activities. You need to make yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you, you won't be in business. Yeah. You won't be able to, to do this business for too long. It's not sustainable. If you're not earning, no. you're not going to be able to give back. And I think the third one would be document your journey and track time, track your time as in, okay. you know, it's going to help you later. It's going to help you later when you're creating your systems, your processes, it's going to help you monitor your efficiency. It's going to help you with your pricing as well. Monitor everything that you're doing, track your time and document your journey. It's, it's important. Brilliant. Fantastic. So you've got three tips. Three, three tips there, and they're all really, really, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. love Thank it. You. I love that yeah. dress analogy as well. I know. Yeah. Every, time, yeah. every time I thought, it's all about thinking about my brand identity. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 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 yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's so true because, like, even, like, for example, the energy it brings you, if you're in something that feels good, you feel, you know, that whole energy comes mm. through, how you come across and everything. And, you know, if you're going to do, lives and stuff that's the same third thing it's like make if you feel good about something you can put your message across and it comes out so much better doesn't it yeah, absolutely yeah it's, yeah. yeah it's all about if you feel good it's going to come across as well isn't it absolutely and it's the number one problem clients come to me with i yeah, hate I my brand that. i hate my website it, it doesn't represent me the messaging is not mm. right mm. so they are they are wearing a, a dress or a coat that is too tight or too loose. Yeah. yeah. So doesn't look we're good helping on them. them with that. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Karina. Well, Helen and I always end our podcast chats about food because we are big foodies and we always oh. chat about food. So our question to you is we like to ask everyone is what's your favorite cake? Oh, my favorite cake. See, I had a question with my business partners about this. I like chocolate cake. But I mm. like, you know, the one with like a fluffy sponge. Yeah, I don't like yeah. the one that is like hard chocolatey. And that's oh, okay. it. Okay, oh, yeah. so more like a sponge rather than like a brownie or something. Yeah, yes. yeah, more like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I do yeah. like a chocolate cake. Um, mm. Red velvet is also nice. I, oh, I like it. Chocolate I cake, moist. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Stop it. I'll tell you what. In Romania, we have better cakes. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Sorry to say okay. that. I find the cakes here a bit dry, at least mm. for my for my taste. They are a, a little mm. bit dry, whereas back in Romania, they are a bit moist, a bit, yeah, I think there's a lot more syrup in them or whatever Ooh, they put. Okay, <laughs> right. And what but, would be a traditional Romanian cake then? Oh, it's something we call kozonak. And kozonak. it's more like, um, I think... The, the closest here would be, you know, the brioche. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, something like More a brioche. Like bun, bunny. Kind of. Yeah. Mm. But, mm. but we put a lot of things like chocolate and nuts and Turkish delight, and it's, mm. it's just oh, lovely. Not a Turkish delight fan. No. Oh, let's, let's not start on that. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm a big fan of anything Turkish in terms of dessert, so any... 
I like the fries, Turkish delight, as in the chocolate one, but I don't like the oh the, the yeah. chunks. I don't like the chunks thing. But actually, yeah. you can get fries, Turkish delight, and thins. We Turkish delight thins. This will look like oh. an after eight. Oh my god! Open Ooh. a box. Oh god! Oh, god. Amazing. <laughs> oh amazing! Amazing! Love it! Love yes. it! It's not for yeah. everyone though. No, no, and that's absolutely. the good thing, though, isn't it? Yes. Everyone is yeah. so different and so unique. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So if I know that nobody likes them in my house, I'll buy them and only I can eat them then. <laughs> Ooh, that's <laughs> a good trick, Jane. I love that. Really? Oh, oh thank you so much, Karina. It's been such an inspiration listening to you, actually. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I've learned, I've learned a lot about more about you and your culture and your business. Uh-huh. So thank you so, so much. Thank and if you. people were interested in, in you and your business how can they get in touch with you absolutely well i'm quite active on linkedin i'm trying to be as active as, as, as you are possible. very active you are, yes. yeah. <laughs> thank you and they can also follow us on on instagram it's orange.notebook we are quite active on instagram as well although we shifted priorities more towards linkedin in the last few months so yeah if they are on social media linkedin and instagram is the place where they can reach out Obviously, we have our website, orangenotebook.co.uk, where they can read more about what we do, our background, our individual personalities, and our offers, and our journey. All of that is on the website as well. And yeah, we are very proud of it. It's all done in-house, and yeah, it's a a special project for us. It looks great. Your website's great. Really good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Karina. It's been an absolute delight having you here. And uh, yeah, we look forward to continuing and following on your journey. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. We end every episode with a top tip for you. And today's top tip is you are your greatest investment. And our leaving message to you is always remember to do the one thing that makes you feel fabulous.